Welcome to No Room for Phonies, episode 74. Wow. Almost 75. Almost 75. And, yeah, this is the top 10 quotes about leadership. So I looked up 10 and you looked up 10. So we're going to see if we have any overlapping ones. I kind of doubt it. <laughs> oh, maybe. Who knows? So my uh, green light moment is really that fresh air is always the answer. That walking and moving change actually changes everything. Absolutely. I think fresh air and just your lungs having it well and the change of scenery but absolutely changes everything so if you think that you are feeling low or you know not feeling yourself or whatever i suggest that you get up and move but you get up and move outside Outside. because it does it changes everything even minus 10 degrees although it's only 10 well today was 10 above today was a bit warmer than that but um and it was even rainy but walking mm-hmm. right we're doing some dog sitting right now so if you hear um, any whimpering in the background whining dog whining in the background uh, my book recommendation this time is the one that you don't want to read it's called bittersweet how so- sorrow and longing make us whole if i read it i'm gonna have to go on a whole lot of walks because <laughs> it's gonna make me feel very no sorrowful. it isn't actually <laughs> because it actually talks about the melancholic or bittersweet personality i used to think i was melancholic mm-hmm. i don't think i am uh there's actually a little quiz in the book that okay. i can identify you that way those are those are like number fours where everything's like oh no it's me. not that dramatic okay. the book isn't dramatic like that <laughs> Um, but it just talks about the fact that if we face our sadness and grief, then we live our lives to the fullest okay. rather than hide. And it reveals a really misunderstood side of mental health and creativity. Oh, that definitely sounds It's fair because some of the most creative people are melancholic yeah. personalities. That's why so, I used to think I was. So anyway, it's a very good book. Uh, and the podcast recommendation is another one that you didn't want to see. Mm-hmm. Ibram Kendi, and it's um, Everything Happens, the Kate Bowler podcast that I talk about a lot. And it's called Showing Your Scars, How to Address the Policies Behind Healthcare Disparities. They talk about what have to do with racism. Mm -hmm. And his kind of, I'll let you listen to it. And the importance of recognizing our own fragility and learning to celebrate scars as evidence of life. So it's a really interesting uh, podcast. It sounds all right. So it is actually really good. If you, (laughs) I just have to get past the. Yeah, there's a well. Kate Bowler had was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, so it's just. I know, but when she talks about it, it's just a little different. I don't know why. Yeah, it was just I was overhearing parts of it, and then it was like. "Mm." Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to hear things about cancer, don't listen to her for sure. Um. So my first quote, do you go want me it. to read it? Let's I'll, go and I'll, like bounce back and forth. Yes. Right? Okay. My first quote is a leader is, and they're in no particular order no, for me. Okay. A leader is best when people barely know he or she exists. When his work is done, his aim fulfilled, they will say we did it ourselves. Hmm. And it's, I don't know, Lao. Lao Shu. Lao Shu. Very cool. That's a. I think that's really. Yeah, that's kind of like a servant leader. Yes, and this the idea that you're empowering people, and that they walk away thinking that they've accomplished it, right? Mm. Which is the best way, right? Yeah. 
where you kind of sit back and all of a sudden people are like, oh, I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll do this. Yeah. Because you've led them, inspired them to do yeah. that. Yeah. So your first one. All right. Well, uh, your blog post about honesty the other day or truth telling kind of matched oh, up with right. my, my okay. first quote here. I had picked the quote first. Already, okay, that's interesting. Anyway, so the world may admire truth tellers, but few will want to employ them. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that's a good one. So that's by Charles Handy. That's a very good one. Um, this is Maya Angelou. A leader sees greatness in other people. He nor she can be much of a leader if all she sees is herself. So that's the dissolvement of the ego, I yeah, would say. I that's think so, the thing. for sure. My second one is, um, in dialogue, we fully turn towards each other. We attend with curiosity to what each other are saying, and together we develop ideas and insights that only become possible through responding to and building on what each other is saying. That's very good. And that kind of goes with the whole idea that I wanted to do this because the five voices is about recognizing yeah. each other as leaders and and our strengths, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that's a really good one. Where I'm going to print these, like a lot of them. I'm yeah, gonna, that's like, a good put idea. Put them on the, in, in the blog and on the website and yeah. talk a little bit more about them okay. and what they mean. But um this is his Neil Blumenthal. I don't know who he is. Details matter. They create depth, and depth creates authenticity. Nice. So when you are a leader, like I just think of some of the things that I planned or did as a leader, the details mattered to me. Like mm-hmm. if I, if from the simple thing of putting on an assembly to, a, you know, a professional activity development session to uh, graduation to uh, whatever the details matter and that kind of goes in the face of micro micromanaging like sometimes you have to micromanage because of the details being mm-hmm. important if you don't, you don't have, have to, a, if you don't have a team that steps up and you and don't have it. to do all the details but you have to bring your team together like I think of one of the better, um, things like I brought a team together to plan. Uh, the one with the soldier? No. I pretty much did that. Because okay. <laughs> no one really valued that. All right, go ahead. But an open house where a, a group came together mm-hmm. and planned it. And so we we flushed out all, all the details as a team, but mm-hmm. people went and did their little part. The details do matter. Mm-hmm. Who's in charge of the ketchup? Who's in charge of this? Who's that? Oh, think all these little those details fall through the cracks. And so, and then it all looks very authentic, shot, like real. Like, yeah. oh, if you don't if you pay don't, attention. Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing we've been reading a lot about is dealing with uncertainty. Right. Two books. So, this is a quote by Carl Wyke. In a fluid world, wise people know that they don't fully understand what is happening right now because they have never seen precisely this event before. The overconfident shun, sorry, the overconfident shun curiosity because they feel they know most of what there is to know. 
the overcautious shun curiosity for fear it will only deepen their uncertainties. So it's basically the wise person is curious because they know they don't know at all. Yeah. And yet they trust that an answer will. Well, and we've heard a lot, like everything I read now about becoming unstuck, about uncertainty, about undisruptible, like all these books that I've read, all they talk about really is curiosity, Mm -hmm. even bittersweet. Yeah. There was that element of being curious. Hmm. So I think it's become a... A movement? A movement. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe, Maybe but I don't... But I also just think it it's makes... It's just a catch word or a yeah, keyword. But it, it... We have to be curious about everything because there's a lot of problems now in mm. the world to be solved. And if you're not curious about how to move things forward, you get stuck. Right. Uh, so this is Christine Kane. To build a strong team, you must see someone else's strength as a way to help grow the team, not a threat to your position or authority. Interesting. So, so it's fighting against having a status mm-hmm. or ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just, um, you know, like I've heard you say, like right now in your position, right, that you give this person credit or that you make sure that everybody gets the credit that mm-hmm. they're due mm-hmm. and that you trust people to go off. Because I think you have a, like you have a very pretty trust. You have a, a lot of members of your team that are very yeah. trustworthy. So yeah. you can... But you don't ever try to come across like something's your idea if it's not. No. Where I've sat at tables where people have said my idea and taken credit for it. (laughs) And I'm going, hmm. Mm. But there's not much you can do. No. Because they felt threatened, right? Yep. Is it my turn? Yes. This is by Martin Vandenbrink. I am never sure of my choice. I can make a decision today and I can challenge myself an hour later and feel comfortable with that. People who can't handle the truth can't admit a mistake. And so they go blindfolded off the cliff. That's funny. (laughs) Don't go blindfolded off the cliff. So you have to be willing to admit you've made a mistake. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard for a lot of leaders. That's a tough... No, I'm new to leadership and... I fight it, but yeah, it's easier once you've admitted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So here, there are five non-negotiable characteristics, and this is by John C. Maxwell. Five non-negotiable characteristics that every effective leader must have. A sense of calling, mm-hmm. an ability to communicate, creativity in problem solving, generosity, and consistency. That's good. It's interesting when you get lists of what leaders are. There's so many lists. I know, but I just thought these five were a little different. Yeah, they are. Like the sense of calling. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, because um, when I was a principal, I wasn't making significantly more than a teacher. Right. So if I hadn't had a sense of calling to support kids and teachers Mm -hmm. and parents, there there really wasn't much incentive in that. Exactly. And I didn't care about the status of it, right? right? And the ability, the communication, the creativity, because you're always solving a problem on the spot. Yeah. And that communication, I just remember someone telling me that when you communicate, you communi- always communicate in a loop. So 
if you start with, say, you have a problem with a student mm-hmm. and then you go all the way around and you make sure that you end by, you know, making sure that student gets hears the, hears, it gets the information back, that somehow you don't get lost in the loop, right. which is whatever. So it's just interesting. Okay. My next one, two of, uh, two of my next ones are by Amy Edmondson. Uh, I need to kind of read them together. Are there two? You're yeah. two? Okay, go ahead. Psychological safety is the belief that one will not be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions, concerns, or mistakes, and that the team is safe for interpersonal risk-taking. So, I mean, a leader should be setting up groups so that uh, there is psychological safety in right. the group. So you're not punished or humiliated. So right. then it goes back to um, that whole thing of shame, right? Right, right. Because that doesn't so get us So ideas, anywhere. questions, concerns, and mistakes are all safe. And then another definition, psychological safety isn't about being nice. Yeah. It's about giving candid feedback, openly admitting mistakes, again, Yeah. and learning from each other. Right. So I just like those two. Yeah, well, the, the whole difference... Between kindness and niceness, right? Mm-hmm. Like that has come up. Like nice is just, you know, everybody kind of walks all over you. But kindness is actually empathy and compassion and all that other stuff. So I'll do my two together. One of the tests of leadership is the ability to recognize a problem before it becomes an emergency. <laughs> I like that one. Arnold <laughs> Glass. Glasso. Glasso, yeah. And then... Biggest life lesson in life, don't ever think it can't happen to you. (laughs) I thought that was a good... Especially if you're a leader, because it's going to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, This is by Rita McGrath. This is the paradox. The very best people able to see early warning signs of change are often in the worst position to help you see them. Say that again. I need to hear it again. This is the paradox. The very people who are best able to see the early warning signs of change are often in the worst position to help you see them too. Mm. So it's basically, if you're in a status-based structure, the low people see the the stuff coming and they might try and 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 warn you. you, But if you're too high up the ladder in status and you don't have a team, you have a, a ladder... You don't find out in time. Interesting. Um, the, this is by Bill Taylor from the article, Do You Pass the Leadership Test? The true mark of a leader is the willingness to stick with a bold course of action, an unconventional business strategy, a unique product development roadmap, a controversial marketing campaign. Even as the rest of the world wonders why you're not marching in step with the status quo. In other words, real leaders are happy to zig while others zag. They understand that in an era of hyper-competition and non-stop disruption, the only way to stand out from the crowd is to stand for something special. Mm, And that reminded me like a bit of the way um, Seth Godin talks. Yes. Mm -hmm. To, you know, that kind of, what does he say? Go make a, a ruckus. A ruckus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Speaking of. Oh, no, not yet. I do have a Seth Godin quote. <laughs> so do I. So anyway, uh, another my quote. my last one. Another quote, quote by Rita McGrath. Um, in high uncertainty conditions, 
you need to plan to learn, not plan to prove you were right. Yeah, that's the huge part of being a leader, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to prove you're right. You just kind of have to let. And in a lot of cases, when I was trying something new, I just waited till the student data spoke the truth about what what it was. was. Like when I was... At a certain trying to implement a new yeah and all of a sudden then the scores went to went Mm -hmm. way up and everybody was like oh okay well i guess this worked and then see what we've done and that's fine yeah whatever (laughs) well that was the whole point yeah it was the whole point um so then this one is remember that you are water cry cleanse flow and let go remember that you are fire burn tame adapt ignite Remember that you are air, observe, breathe, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth, ground, give, build, heal. Remember that you are spirit, connect, listen, know, be still. Nice. I thought that was beautiful. It's an anonymous one. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So then I have my second to last is Seth Godin. Uh, Taking responsibility for yesterday is great. Taking action for tomorrow is even better. We often become what we do, as opposed to simply doing what we say we would do when under duress. So I just think that the whole thing is, yeah, you can apologize for things you've done, but it's more important to say, well, then this is what we're going to do to rectify the situation. the restitution piece, right? Yeah. And then when we're under stress, we say things that we're going to do, but we not necessarily do it. So it's better to to like rectify and become what you what you need to become rather than say it and not do it right exactly so my last one is seth godin and i like this one so so much the problem with meeting expectations is that it's not remarkable (laughs) i love that yeah that's why because you're like okay you met the expectations so what yeah what's what's Above and beyond. That's why right? when I when I grade, how do you become good? That's why when I grade a student, I have room for what was remarkable. Yeah, what you did well, and meeting expectations is a C, is like it? A B C D. Is it just average? Yeah, a B. No, meeting expectations, like just bare, like meeting the expectation. Well, I guess depends on your. Yeah. To me, you're average if you just meet the expectations. Right. You've you got to be something. Like, A, A people are like, whoa, they're right. like 110, 120%. Mm-hmm. B people are like 80, okay. to like 70 to 80, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Yeah. But C people, meeting expectations is 60, 65 yeah, interesting. 68 is the most. Like, I'm talking out of 100. Yeah, right? I know. What so. You're so, yeah, so we didn't have one match. I have one more. Oh, I'm but sorry. But it's not a match. Okay. Who gets the benefit of the doubt and who gets treated with dignity? You would think that this, should, that this shouldn't be scarce. When the pool of respect is widened, no one is harmed. Yeah, that is true, right? So it's just that, you know, does everybody do we give everybody the benefit of the doubt and do we treat everybody with dignity? Um, Right. No. Yeah. There's people always in every group. No, exactly, because we always feel, right? Well, what would it hurt to give them the benefit of the doubt or to give them dignity? Well, that was like when I went to that one school and there was the A team, the B team, the C team, and the D team. Mm -hmm. And the A team decided everything. 
And the B team got to live in the glow of the A team. And sometimes mm-hmm. they were invited in. Mm-hmm. The C team were never invited in. And the D team got shafted. Yeah. So all of a sudden I was like, no, everybody here is equal and the same. And then the A team got mad. <laughs> yes, they did. Really, really mad. And the so, B team hoped that they would be the next A team. A team. And nobody was. <laughs> I was like, whatever. All right, well, that was fun. And October 30th, we're going to talk about year-round gratitude. All right. Because I have this thing about... An attitude for gratitude. Gratitude, but not in the same way that... I'm I'm being poetic. Realistic gratitude. How about that? That can happen all the time. Where you're not making lists of everything you're thankful for. Okay, got it. So... Good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We thought this was a good segue from our five voices into some leadership quotes. And I think for those, those of, these... for those of you who are watching this on video, uh, the two videos didn't work. So you're going to have to listen to the audio only on Spotify or iTunes or Google Music. Yeah. And wherever else you listen to your but favorite this, podcast. We're hoping this video and we've actually ordered some new equipment. Yep. For podcasting so next time it's gonna be like crazy wow just get ready just get ready we're gonna be <laughs> gra- we're gonna be grateful for our new equipment on our, on our next one so thanks for joining us on no room for phonies episode 74 and it's ended up being the top 20 quotes <laughs> that's right <laughs> good night <laughs>